0: Today. It's lovely, but I don't
1: think it's 86.
0: Oh, you're right. It's 85.
1: <laughs> the breeze is
0: beautiful. And you want to shut it down.
1: I just want to shut down the noise. You want to shut all. it down.
0: Why you got to shut down the noise? Why can't we have the, the our background music, what China sounds like? Oh, why you hating on the? I'm hating. Why you hating on the children playing outside? We're eleven. We're eleven floors up.
1: It's not the children playing that bothers me.
0: Oh, the crying baby. We're back to the crying baby again.
1: It's not only the crying baby, but it's the screaming grandma.
0: Why you hating on the screaming grandma? Little screamy ma, scream ma, scream ma. It almost sounds Chinese. Scream ma, scream ma. I wish that's like some weird horse thing. Scream Ma. <laughs> hey, you should you should be like all happy-fied. Get the window open. It's lovely. the The beautiful, you know, view of your own underwear drying in the breeze. I mean, it's a beautiful look.
1: Yeah, I was talking to the twins last night. My five-year-old twin cousins. You
0: have twins? Wait a minute now. You did not tell me. Twin cousins. You did not.
1: And they were stunned that there are no dryers in China. There are dryers. In there China. are. Dryers. And I I said people some people have them, but most people don't. Um and the type of dryer we have is not what they have. And so usually, if the weather is nice, we just hang our clothes on the balcony. No,
0: even if the weather's bad, we hang our weather, our clothes on the balcony. Not
1: since we got the dryer.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying, in general, in order to dry your clothes in China, it doesn't matter if the weather's good or bad. It doesn't matter if it's raining or not. You doesn't matter if it's snowing. It. Right. You've got to hang your stuff because unless you're going to hang it somewhere inside your apartment, it's right. got to hang to dry. Yeah.
1: But we have the dryer, which is basically like a clothes rack with a little heated blower that goes in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you just zip it up and it keeps some of the the heat
0: inside. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Hating on the little old ladies outside.
1: It's the mean ones that scream all the time. Yeah, so? Drives me nuts.
0: Uh, you told me we need some... Uh... Some audio B-roll to go downstairs and just oh, put the recorder God. and sit there. Oh, we should do that.
1: We should not. All the hacking and
0: yep. somebody
1: was vomiting vomiting off of their balcony the other yeah, last that's night. Foul! I was like, you nasty Why would you bastard! Do that? It was out in the back. I was washing the dishes and I was like, what is that sound? And I opened the door and someone was vomiting off of their back balcony. But that
0: means it's falling on everybody below them.
1: Uh huh. That
0: ain't
1: right. Nope. That ain't
0: right. Nope. Right, so have you uh have you queued it up over there? I did. Have you queued up the Q of the W? I did. Q of the W. I think I'm gonna change the name to Q, of the. D U B, Y A. W. Q, of the W.
1: Okay. Anyway. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know you like it, Q with the W?
1: This week on one one of the parent pages. W. Go ahead. A woman asked, "Um, I'm looking for online classes with structured programs such as math, English, science, and art suitable for my three-and-a-half-year-old. Mm-hmm. Can you please recommend amazing online schools? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having a three and a half year old in an online school was so foreign to me. What's the problem? That I was kind of shocked at how many people responded with links to these online schools for little children. What didn't surprise me was how many parents lashed out at this woman for having, for even asking the question. So during the conversation, she told me that her son is more advanced than children his age and prefers to be with older children than children his age and that's why she's looking for an online program was so that he could get the education at his level Mm -hmm. but what i explained to her was that even though he may be more advanced than some of the children in his class in some areas he is not going to be superior to the every child in every area and that it's vital For children that age to learn social interaction. Mm -hmm. To become tolerant of others, Mm -hmm. accepting of others, compassionate and empathetic. Mm -hmm. It's not always just about math, English, science and art. Mm -hmm. But still, still. Who the hell. Comes up with online programs, online schools for three year olds.
0: People who want to make money.
1: My goodness.
0: I mean, why is that a big deal?
1: And why do you want to structure a classroom structure and sit your three-year-old in front of a computer for hours? Because they're already
0: in front of a computer. They're already in front of a computer. So if you could have them doing something that's because stuff that is fun, right? Mm. Usually, it's gonna be gamified in some way. It's yes. gonna be cartoonified yes, so why not why 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 not take them away from one cartoon and put them into another cartoon that's actually gonna be a part of their educational curriculum? Why now, not
1: Aaron and Keegan both had learning games on the computer when At they were early very young age very young age, however. I wasn't sitting them there for hours and using that as their sole means of education. And that was what this lady was looking for. And I was surprised at how many other parents looked for the same thing. And this isn't a group of, of parents that are supposed to be educating their children outside of a traditional environment but they're trying to to find a traditional environment or traditional methods to teach their children because they don't know how to not they don't know how to just let them explore and be three and a half years old
0: i got nothing to say I really don't Um, with all of the, the front loading based upon um, based upon wealth based upon the, the ability of the parents to afford all of these programs out there, you know, and and putting kids pre-K for years ahead of kindergarten so that they have a great, Head start on all the other kids that might be in their city. Okay. By the age of seven,
1: they're all equaled out anyway. But
0: how is it different? Well, some people would argue that that by the age of seven, they're way further ahead than their counterparts that didn't get any pre-K.
1: Some of them, yes. But the studies that I've read...
0: How old are those studies?
1: Actually, within the last year, two years.
0: So I mean, I just...
1: Now, you know I am 1 trillion percent in favor of pre-K and universal pre-K. I think it should be available to every child regardless of their economic status.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: And I think that it should be mandatory.
0: Okay.
1: But that's because I'm a preschool teacher and I see the value of it. I don't
0: know if you can make anything in America mandatory like that. That that, that would be... What if I don't want my child in in, in pre K? I, I should be allowed to not Well, have you know, my child I can't even say
1: that I I think it's mandatory. I used to think it should be mandatory. No, it shouldn't. But it should
0: be it should be a free option, is what it should it be. It should be a free it option. It should be a free option for everybody and we should have the best pre K available period. Right. Yeah. Because
1: when Aaron and Keegan were in pre K The only way we could afford it was that I was a teacher at the school, and I got a discount, and my entire paycheck, every paycheck, went to pay their tuition. Exactly. That was the only way we could afford to send them to preschool.
0: Right. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I absolutely don't think that you're going to get the, uh. Somehow it needs to be equalized. Everyone needs to have the same opportunity. And that's what public school was supposedly going to do. It was going to equalize across different living situations, ethnicities, economics. Yep. Because... It was one system that was going to then, at least within a state, it was one system with one set of rules, and those kids in that state were going to get, and then everybody started peeling off away from that. Right. Whether, whether it be private schools, parochial schools, or, you know,
1: well, even now even the,
0: school, I mean,
1: the public schools aren't equal in any way, shape, or form. That I mean, you just go two or three blocks original over.
0: Original idea behind, not what we experienced in school. Because what we experienced in school, it was stratified. I mean, public schools were all over the place. And right. if you go from one part of the state to the next, like you were saying, you know, the amount of money put into is based on the tax base, not based on everybody gets the same thing. But that that's what needs to – I think that's what needs to happen. So if you're in one part of the state and it's really affluent, you pay the same amount right. for your taxes and that I do for my taxes. And if that means that – or – Or you pay way more because you make a lot more money and I pay less. And guess what? Our kids, they get the same amount.
1: Right. Because that's the problem right now. You know, in Grand Rapids, for example, you have schools that get paid $6,000 per per pupil. And then you go a mile away and they're getting paid $13,000 per pupil. And it's just. The disparage, disparity is so drastic. It's just, I mean, kids, we the kids can't even, it's just, it's just not. It's just.
0: So, I mean, when you start looking at it, pre-K should be part of the, all of, pre-K should be part of the educational environment. It Schools should not start at kindergarten. It should start at preschool.
1: But at then, what age do you start preschool then?
0: Well, no, preschool should be before kindergarten. What so age is do you start age? preschool? As soon as the people have to go back to work.
1: So six weeks
0: old. Well, well I mean, somebody's got to watch that child for that working parent.
1: Well, and I think that's okay. There's this big thing, especially in the States, with what's the difference between daycare, what's the difference in childcare, and in a development center. So you have daycare which is usually just babysitting, you know, they keep, make sure your kids don't fall down, they feed them, they change their diapers, whatever. There's no educational component to it. Then there's childcare. There's an educational component, they play with them, they, whatever, they care for them, they protect them. Then there's a development center. And the, the development centers, usually have some philosophy of education that they go by and they're usually affiliated with some other school like a higher ed school so to lump them all together doesn't work but then what do you do do you support daycare as pre-k where do you you get
0: the lump them all together thing
1: do you honestly believe
0: Are, are you asking me personally
1: no, not you, because oh, you okay. know, you know, you live with me. But many, most people. Oh, I people, believe what
0: you believe, is what you're saying.
1: No, you just have heard this rant for the last 15 years. Most people, when they're searching for childcare for their children, when they get ready to go back to work, they are looking for daycare. In their head, it's daycare. But what they're really searching for is childcare. They want someone to teach their kids while they're at work. They don't want them to just sit around and play and watch TV or, you know, they want them to actually learn something. But because there's, there's no distinction in the minds of the masses, then you have that confusion of, do I send them to daycare? Do I send them to preschool? When really Development Center is preschool.
0: Okay, so what I'm suggesting is preschool.
1: So development center slash preschool no, type school,
0: preschool, designed for, just like we have school designed for specific age groups, mm-hmm. K through 12, why don't we have birth to age six school? Because the kids are going somewhere, whether it's they stay at home with a parent who may or may not be an educator and they don't really want to stay home with them or they can't afford to stay home with them. Or you've got a, you know, person who there's no way they can stay home, but they got to send them somewhere. That's going to be daycare, childcare, a center. It's going to be somewhere that's going to be out of pocket expense. Yes. What I'm saying is why isn't that all part of the system of education. We educate our be. people from birth to age eighteen.
1: Right. It That's our be.
0: public system. I mean not I mean it's not just eighteen, but it's twelfth grade. So right. okay. Why don't we do that? Why why are we saying, Oh, well you just depending on when you're where you're where you're born and who you're born to, that means you're uh you're it's like a crapshoot. Right. For the first six years.
1: It really is. You know,
0: your parents ability or inability is gonna dictate a lot of what happens later on in your life. Yep. Why why would we do that? Why why not just say, Okay, you can choose to if you can, if you can keep your child at home and you can afford to go outside of the system for education, you can do that. I mean you have that as a choice. Sure, go ahead. But you have that choice all the way through school. Right. And then if not you know, go ahead and bring them to school. Bring them bring him in. Right.
1: I also think that <clears throat> the idea of having a child sit down and do worksheets and, and you know... Who
0: does worksheets anymore?
1: Oh, my gosh. They. So many of these parents, oh, I really like this workbook. I like these worksheets. No, I don't have any my problem having activities
0: to do, but why... why who does worksheets? Who, who? I guess I do because I, I, I have one that I gave his homework on Thursday.
1: <laughs> you have high school students.
0: No, I'm just saying I just gave worksheets. I don't, I don't see myself as a, a, a do this while I sit here and do nothing type teacher. Like they right. used to do to us. You know, a yeah. teacher would go to sleep at the desk and you'd be sitting there working on some worksheet. Yeah. Some Ditto. Oh my God! Ditto. For those of you that are old, the blue, (laughs) the blue, the blue inked,
1: ditto. Yes, I -hmm. used to have those. Mm -hmm. I used to know how to run the machine, even.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I
1: I don't know the idea to me that they expect an early childhood classroom to have worksheets and workbooks Okay, whose
0: expectation are you talking about
1: this is i i'm going to say at this point it's the parents expectation as well as some of these educators expectations you know we have a friend in um mexico right now who teaches pre-k and she would message me and say hey they're asking me to do you know this workbook with the students but i don't i do these activities but not in a workbook but they're insisting that this workbook be filled out and i don't see the value in it what do i say and personally i think workbooks are a waste of time there are so many better ways to teach children to write to okay, read to understand-
0: workbooks are a waste of time for what age group
1: she has four no, and five you, you. Oh, I say workbooks are are a waste of time for anyone under the age of five or six.
0: Okay. So you're you're only... I'm talking on pre-K stuff. Right. Right. Because... There's a value me, later a, on. Having a workbook is like something I fight for.
1: Yes, but that's... You're not... You're fighting for high school kids. Right. I'm fighting against it for preschool kids. Okay. They shouldn't be expected to sit down for 30 minutes and write in a workbook. There are better ways, more engaging ways for them to learn the concepts without being expected to sit for 30 minutes when their little bodies really aren't equipped for that.
0: Okay. So what's your point? So what are you saying to the people?
1: My point is, people, honestly, let the child play. Wait, what was
0: the Q of the W? What was the, the Q?
1: The question was,
0: what, online what do classes. I use? What do I use? Now, are you saying that a parent teaching their child at home should not be looking online for resources for their 3 year old. No,
1: I say look online for resources. Go to Pinterest, go to applesforteachers.com, go to preschoolprintables.com. They're great coloring pages that they can learn to for their fine motor skills. I'm saying research, research, research. But do but not How do people put
0: know what's good and what's not good if they're not educators? See, just you try have a, things. No, but you don't know what See, you have to understand Most people don't look at education the way doctors look at the human body. Doctors know they're experimenting on you because every person is essentially unique. So you could react one way, even though the literature says it's something else. They're always taking a chance. You're saying take a chance.
1: Take a chance. Try something new.
0: But then when do you get the payoff of taking that educational chance to know if it worked or not? At what point do you, as a parent who's not an educator, sit back and assess your child and go, okay, I have to stop doing this because this is not useful. How do I know if it's useful or not if I'm not an educator? You see, for a three-year-old.
1: Ask questions?
0: Yeah, but how, who are you asking? Reed? No, no. My Ask point other is, parents. No, Ask- how do you know if what's if it's education educationally viable for your child not in the world of education because it could be viable for 99 percent of the people out there and it's just not viable for your child there's that possibility so how would you assess it how would you even know what can you tell parents in order to make that choice
1: i think that if you decide to to take to go down a path and after two months Your child has not improved. You are not getting any of the results that you're trying to strive for. It's time then to make some changes. It's time to then look at maybe a different technique. So for one child they may be a hands-on learner. They may be the the child that you put something in front of them and say, okay, we're, today we're going to learn how to write our letters. So you put a cookie sheet in front of them and you fill it with whipped cream or shaving cream and you show them how to make the letters and the cream and they love it. But then you're, the next child, that's not going to work for them. So maybe then you get, get something else. You get a pencil. You get you know, you show them the letters and have them trace the letters. It, it, You have to just try.
0: I know, but that's the point. That's what this person is actually asking for.
1: She is asking for, but what she's, she said to me that she doesn't have time to, she doesn't have time to teach her son.
0: Exactly. And that's exactly. what I suggested
1: to her If you don't have time or you don't feel comfortable, that's the best time to look for play groups. Look for um, community homeschooling groups where you trade off times. There are lots of groups that i found that for one month, one set of parents will teach. For the next month, the next set of parents will teach. And it's not always the same thing that they teach. It's just they rotate as educators. You and me
0: see the value in those things. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, but most people do not call that education or school.
1: Well, Most people
0: do not understand that those things can be education or school. If I took my child on a weekly basis to the barbershop, they might get an education that would be actually applicable to their world. Yes. But they... If I told somebody this is what I do on a weekly basis so that my child gets something educationally valid, most people say that's not school. That's just going to get your hair cut. It's like but they don't understand that that it could be. Yeah. You know, you're getting yep. something out of it that you're not going to get anywhere else in the world. Right. Okay, so you I think I think what you're bumping up against with with what you're saying is traditional educational models versus what is available out there today. And now we people, I think parents are realizing that that old traditional educational model of going to school K through 12, sitting in rows in a classroom, a teacher talking at students and then uh, at some point giving them tests and then giving them some things to do. And then giving them more tests and giving them some more things to do. And then turn around and give them exams. And then they go home for the summer. That idea of education is what's going away.
1: Which is great. It
0: I know. You see away. it as great. But most people, that's all they know.
1: Right. And they, So they try to cling to it.
0: Right. So they're trying to recreate it at home. How can I create this kind of rigor? How can I create the lesson being taught somehow some way and then the test that goes with it so that i can then track improvement because i don't have the time as a parent to be the teacher too
1: right well and and that's one of the things i said to her was if you're uncomfortable or don't have time for this maybe you find a quote unquote tutor to come in to, so that they can have that one-on-one interaction. Also, you could, you know, get them in some sort of play group. Get them interacting with others. If are talking
0: about play groups, but I'm sorry. Um, Take them to the mall and not, let them play. But that's not education for most people.
1: It is so... That's And that's why I had to break it down for her. Because she said, you know, he prefers to be around kids older. He interacts better with them. And I really get that because both of our children were far advanced as far as their vocabulary, their motor skills. Well, not too. He still falls over. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just our children were more advanced because I had the luxury of being home with them when they were little and we did a lot especially because i was going through my early childhood education at that time in so other words
0: they were your test subjects
1: they were my test subjects as were my other students my child care children they were my test subjects in fact two was so much a test subject that he was tested by u of m to see how i was doing as an educator and it came back when he was four years old that he was developmentally a six year old six months six years six months so I get it I get that he's more advanced than kids his age but that doesn't mean he should not be around children his age
0: and then we moved to China and he wasn't around kids his age
1: (laughs) well he was for the first two years a little bit he was for the first two years but not in a
0: school situation
1: not in a school situation but you know now Aaron and Keegan both Feel more comfortable with adults because they haven't been around children since Thailand. And when they were in Thailand in school, they both struggled with kids their age. And granted, there were a lot of cultural differences because they were in an international school with kids from all over the world. But there is a value, especially at that young of an age, to let them play. Let them struggle with having that interaction with someone younger. Let them learn how to be tolerant and compassionate and understanding. Let them see that it's not necessary to always be right
0: or smarter. I'm I'm, I'm still focused on the parent. You keep trying to focus on the child, but it's really about parents and what parents think of as education what they find valuable and then turning that into practice what do i do with my child that's now 4 years old they are at home or they're in a daycare or childcare or whatever how do i know if what's happening for them is good or bad if i if they're not educators and they didn't go to school for education then they're just using weird anecdotal evidence they're using their own past yeah, things and, that's and the, that's what the if danger. they never had that experience they didn't they don't know what's yeah. good or bad And then when you layer on top of that cultural norms, oh, come on.
1: I mean, we have a family member now who's struggling with that because she put her children in uh, a Reggio school, same school that our children were in and that I, that we both worked in. And she's struggling with the non-traditional aspects of the school. You know, she wants more testing. She wants more rigor. She doesn't She doesn't feel like her son or her daughter are getting enough information that they're not, you know, they don't have enough homework because they only get homework on Mondays and the homework is due on Friday. And so they have this week-long thing, period where they can do this little tiny bit of work that they need to get done for the week. And she's really struggling with that. And I, I keep reminding her, you put them in a non-traditional school for a reason.
0: Yeah, but the problem that I have with, with that idea, especially the homework thing, is homework doesn't make you smarter. It does Practicing what you don't know helps you move forward. Yeah. So if I'm in a math class and I get a worksheet and I've got to fill out that worksheet tonight and I've got to have it done and I do it, but I already knew how to do it, I yeah. didn't get any smarter. No. It didn't help me at all. Nope. But if I got five problems and I had no idea to do it and I had a week to get them done and I had to go out and figure out how to do this and talk to people. And when I came to class, I could talk to the teacher. And all I did was five, but I learned way more. And I don't think people understand that. And I don't think they ask the questions because they think school equals school equals school
1: equals work equals homework equals school equals test equals work.
0: Yeah. Not that, you know, you, you do, you can have other things. You can do it other ways. And most parents fight it. They fight it all over the place. They just, they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand it. And in the school that, that, you're talking about there's an education of the parent that has to go on and it and, happens and i know but it has to go on from day 1 it's like there's a different language yes. there's i mean you know it's it's a whole yes. nother thing you know and and parents around the world are sort of recreating a reggio approach When they don't send their kids to a regular school, no matter where they are.
1: Right. Well, and I think that's the problem that she's having, is that because she's also a student, and she works, she doesn't ever have time to participate in the parent classes that they, the parent activities that they have at the school, which then teach them about the school and the environment and the language and the expectations and...
0: Yeah, but then it feels all new age and all that weird language and the language is very weird. I and mean, then you're sitting around and you're, you're, you know. It feels like it feels like a hippie commune at some points.
1: It does feel like a hippie commune. I mean, one of our first experiences at at school was the clay night where we went and made clay things in a group with a whole bunch of parents, and it was kind of weird. It was fun.
0: I'm telling you that that's that is the problem that I learned a lot. That's where the issue is because they have an idea in their head of what this is supposed to be. They know what happened to them when they were in school, and then they just they think that if their child is not getting that and more, that their child will get left behind by this by you know, by the system. Right. And honestly, that's not really what's going to happen, but it's very difficult to convince parents of that. It's it just really like, is. It's just like here in China. I, I run into this all the time. Uh, if I go and, and don't give homework on a weekend, the parents lose their minds. They don't know but what to do. But your students don't
1: do their homework anyway, it so doesn't what does it does not matter? If I don't
0: assign it, they don't get a message saying that they have this, you know, 20 things to do for homework for all of the classes that they take. If they don't have that, then they 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 complain. They literally complain to the school. We don't know what's going on, but they're not getting homework on the weekend and they're just sitting around doing nothing. It's like, why not um, talk to your child? Why not right. take them somewhere? Why not go do something with your child if they're there on the weekend? Or your here's home, an their idea. home. Now, here's the other Let problem is most of those kids um, <laughs> that are going, quote unquote, home are not actually going home, their parents aren't even there. Uh, I found that out last term most of the parents, they don't even live in, they don't even live around here at all. Like they don't even live in Guangzhou. So where do they live? They can live in Shenzhen. They can live all over the country. They don't live anywhere around these kids. And some of the kids just go to either, they have their own apartment, they go to a hotel, uh, or they live with their grandparents or another family member. They don't, they're not necessarily going home. And a lot of times the parents are not together. So one parent uh, is work. at work in another yeah. province and the other parent is the one at home and they don't know what to do for their children alone. Right. So they just yell, they use they usually sit around yelling at them or ignoring them because they're so selfish. They they don't know how I mean, think about it. You're a parent. Your child left you to go to school Sunday afternoon. They don't come back until uh in in some cases Friday afternoon or Friday evening, right? Depending on what time, you know, when the bus gets there. Yeah. All right. So they come back. That's when you have them from Friday evening to Sunday afternoon. And most of the parents have them in classes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they never, because they don't want them with them.
1: Yeah. Because they don't know how to interact. Because they with don't them. have,
0: right. Well, you didn't have your kids for freaking five days already.
1: I couldn't even fathom. Like, so I don't even like aaron and keegan being away from me for you know two days let alone five right and i am nearly lost my mind for 10 weeks over the <laughs> summer
0: anyway but yeah that's that's the problem that i think parents have is they're trying to come come to terms with some kind of balance but they don't know what's educationally appropriate and they've got so many people saying so many things
1: yes and then this particular woman happened to live in asia she was a foreigner in a-, a in asia and so she was trying to keep up with the joneses you know basically because she her friends kids went to all these classes and did all these things so she thought maybe her ch- son should do this as well
0: Yeah, and no. No. They shouldn't. No. They don't need to.
1: It was really kind of nice to see how many parents spoke up and said, listen, just please reconsider these classes, on these online classes. Get your child out. Do, the, do things with them. Don't sit them in front of a screen. Don't sit them in front of a computer, because then you lose them.
0: I mean, you, you can your- say that, but honestly, our kids sort of did do just that but they also did they they also did other stuff i mean we would kick them out of the house go outside and play but what if that's not available where you can just kick them out of the house and go outside and play and maybe you as a parent you don't have that as a possibility because you're the one doing the work yeah i mean you got to have a certain lifestyle that allows for Okay, if you're going to go outside, I'm going to go outside with you. I might sit here, read a book. You can go and play and do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to be here monitoring you. You know, it takes a lot, even in a school, to have someone to monitor recess.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: And you can't watch everybody all the time. And kids do get hurt, and they get scraped up. And you know what I mean? I mean, imagine you've got your children. You've got work. Even if you work from home, you can't necessarily do that. Right. I mean, it's just all of the real logistics. And that's why I think parents try to offload a lot of that responsibility onto the schools, but then they want the best. It's like, kind of like what I used to say about hotels. So at home, you're, you're at home, you know, you may spot clean, you may not mop every day, but you spot clean and you, you know, you get up things and maybe once a week you do a deep, deeper clean (coughs) you vacuum and stuff. Um, you know, you might use the same towel. You don't wash your towels every day. You use the same towel for four or five days, you know, in the week or whatever. You know, that's just kind of normal. You you know, you're not washing that often. You're not going to do it that often. But right. as soon as you go to the hotel, you want a fresh towel every freaking day. And like fresh you're the, Like you're the damn queen of Sheba. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hell no. This is just not realistic. It's not how you couldn't do it at home if you wanted to. Right. You know, you just couldn't. Uh, it would have it would it would run your bills up, it would it yep. would run your, your util all your utility bills would probably go up because of live, trying to live that way. Yep. You'd have to be doing it all the time, which means you'd probably need a maid, which then would then cost you more money. And you'd I, have
1: to replace the items more frequently because yep. you're washing them more frequently. And the
0: machines that do are doing the washing. Yeah. So yes. I mean when you lay all that out, you've gotta have a certain economic status to be able to live that
1: way. Yeah. Yep.
0: You know? Whereas most people don't, and a towel needs to last for years.
1: Right. You know what I'm
0: saying? A yep. towel doesn't last for a month, and you take it to Goodwill or whatever, give it away or, you know, Cut it wash your car it with to, it or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's you're, you're keeping these things for a long time. Shit, the towels that we have hanging up right now. We've had since we moved here, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. So and they I mean, will probably go with us to Mexico because I'm tired of buying new towels every day you know, two years.
0: So, I mean, it's, I, I think, I think that, I think for people out there with children, you need to assess what your children need and then give them that in any way, shape or form you can. And you cobble together an educational model that fits your child. It's like, almost like education a la carte. Right. And not look at, oh, that child over there is that child doesn't need what your child needs. Right. You know? Just
1: like Aaron and Keegan, I, I educated them completely different in some areas because Aaron was more interested in this thing, but Keegan wasn't. So then I would have to give Keegan more attention in that particular area than I would have given Aaron. Because then I had to, you know, make sure she was doing the things she needed to do or, you know, practicing the skills. Whereas for example, Keegan has been writing since she was about nine months old. And she did really teeny tiny little things when she was that age. Most children don't do that. So working on Keegan's handwriting as a toddler was never a big deal for me. But Aaron really struggled. And so that was a a, a situation where I focused more for him than I did for her. Now it's reversed she needs more practice now okay
0: let's look at this let's look at this if you were working you're you're looking at handwriting FYI nobody cares about handwriting
1: I mean you kind of have to be able to read what
0: you wrote nobody cares about handwriting why we're we're typing everything
1: we do type everything so
0: why are why is handwriting a thing that needs to be taught
1: Because it's a fine motor skill, Aaron. Why can't we
0: do other things that are fine motor skill and it's not handwriting? Because with handwriting came dittos. Mm. We
1: we do handwriting on the iPad, so it's not to waste paper.
0: But my point is, why are we teaching that? I was reading a thing uh, a few weeks ago about teaching physics in high school. Why are we still doing this?
1: Oh, I don't know. Why, are,
0: why is this a thing that must be done in order to graduate from high school when the majority of people, majority, the vast majority of people that ever go to high school will never, ever, ever take another physics class or need physics in their lives ever again. But they must pass that class in order to get out of high school.
1: I never had physics. I did. I didn't have physics. I never had to take that class.
0: Okay, I did. That's what I'm saying. And that was the argument that they were making. It's like, why are we requiring this? You know, why is this a thing? And I'm sure every, every school district in America, at least every um, state level educational um, group, must come to terms with what are we teaching? Right. And why are we wasting our time on something where most people will never do this? Right. Chemistry. Why?
1: Oh, chemistry is important.
0: But is it important to graduate?
1: Yeah. No. You need to know chemistry. No, you, you need to not. know basic stuff.
0: No, you do not need chemistry to graduate high school. You should take chemistry as part of a science curriculum. Because to be well-rounded in science, it makes sense to take chemistry. But
1: Look, I, I'm just thinking of the fact that...
0: And using the math that goes with chemistry
1: your science teacher doesn't know basic chemistry and she's teaching chemistry no, no,
0: that's it's irrelevant inside of america because this is not an american educated person no, 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 they no. went under a british system so you cannot compare them true american and in, in america why do we need chemistry for all students to then graduate should they have a certain level of science yes now what does that mean I would say that you have certain amount of credits of science, but you should not have to have chemistry or physics. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have geology. Oh, that would have been a fun class. You know what class. I'm saying? Maybe you have plant and soil science. Maybe you have something that's more animal science based. Maybe you have, say, biology or biology light or life sciences. You have a, a whole bunch of different sciences out there that you could do in in your um, education. Why is chemistry something that then you go to college or university and then and you have you to take it again no you never take it again oh
1: i had to take it again
0: it all depends on what you were going to school for i and was what going
1: to school to be an
0: english what teacher that school <laughs> said a liberal arts education yes
1: was. yes yes that's the key there
0: you see but i mean now most of our universities are literally moving away from liberal arts education and more into becoming higher level trade schools yeah
1: because I had to take biology and chemistry in college. Even though but wasn't I had the
0: biology a, like part of just being a freshman, essentially? You no,
1: know, I had to have this to graduate f- with my early childhood degree.
0: You're talking about community college.
1: Yeah. Even though I had chemistry, I had science credits. It was chemistry and not biology, and I so I had to take biology.
0: What I'm getting to is... Why are we teaching things that aren't necessary? Why are we wasting the time teaching things that just aren't necessary? Now, if you say... Because, I mean, honestly, taking taking chemistry in high school doesn't necessarily let you test out of chemistry at university.
1: It does not.
0: So, if I got to start all over, when I get to university anyway, well, then why don't I just take it at university? Right. If that's part of my major. Right. Because if it was never going to be part of my major... I didn't need it in high school.
1: Right. Now, foreign languages, they let you test out when you get into college.
0: Oh, I'm sure that there's lots of schools out there that let you test out just about everything. Yeah. Because there's no real reason to have someone in the class that has mastered the subject mm-hmm. matter yeah. that they, are, they were planning to teach. But the, my point is, if I don't take the chemistry or the physics in high school... And then I go to a university and my declared major does not include those things. I never needed it.
1: No, not at all. Nope.
0: It shouldn't be a requirement for, for matriculation is what I'm saying. True. It, it should be a part of being a well-rounded student. Yes in high school. Yeah. But it should not be like oh like I had I had to take an economics class in high school. Anybody who went to Concord High School in the 90s and 80s knows that we had to have economics as one of the things that like you don't pass that class, you don't walk.
1: Yeah, we didn't okay? have economics okay. when I went so, to school. Okay. So
0: everybody like just zeroed in on on getting that at least a D or a C in that class cuz you know were you going to use economics later? Probably not. Nowhere, but right. you were going to use the stuff that you learned in that civics class more than you were going to use that economics stuff yep. unless that was something you were interested in and you were going to go into in right. when you left school. Yep. Okay, so was economics my thing? Hells no. It was boring. And it was like, it felt like a waste of time, you know? Yeah. But we had to, we had to do it. And what I'm saying is, I think we need to remove that yeah. component and just say economics is available at this school. If this is if you want to go into business, say when you go into university, right. this is what's going to prepare you for that. Right. These are the kind of courses you need to be ready for, and we can help you there.
1: Well, and that's what they do in Germany. is they separate into three sections. They have like the humanities section, and they have the the math and business section and then they have the science section so if you aren't interested in those things and you're not planning on going into those fields when you go to university then you don't even take those classes in high school
0: like i said education is become, is becoming trade school based i like can't talk and i have like see this would happen see i can't talk and i have no alcohol
1: oh i'm no. drinking
0: water but if I had alcohol, I could speak just fine. So I don't know why I can't talk today. I don't either. But anyway, yeah. So
1: wait a minute. You're having Aaron do chemistry this this year.
0: No, I'm having because he's done biology.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm also doing... and I'm
0: also starting to push him into thinking about the computer computer programming. And robotics, because, one, his mother's definitely afraid of robots, so that would oh be God, really funny no, to have him no, programming no. a robot that could walk around the house and say things to you. That would be awesome. And that Scared would the be awesome. shit out of you. But the oh. other side of that oh is crap. there's still, there's still, um, you know, there's the Raspberry Pi thing. There's the Mindstorm stuff. There are things where we can get some, some, what is
1: Raspberry Pi?
0: Well, let me finish. There's, okay. There are things that you can, you can do that are STEM related. Yeah. But they might be more interesting for the kind of learners that our kids are.
1: Right. They're okay. very hands-on.
0: Right. right. So, Raspberry Pi is basically just buying little computers. But the computer is literally. Literally. Literally, the word of the week. Literally, maybe as big as my cell phone.
1: The whole computer.
0: No, this is the computer board with all the stuff on it. The whole computer is as big as maybe an iPhone. Okay? And then you take that, and you've got, say, USB ports. You've got HDMI. You've got maybe – I don't know if they're putting Cat5 on them anymore. But there's some kind of uh, audio jack on there. There's – I I said there's at least maybe two USB ports, a a processor. i got to Google this. You've got to go, and now you can take that. And you can do whatever you want with it. So I saw a thing on today that was uh, quite funny. Raspberry Pi 3. Yeah. Um, you can go, listen, listen, you can go and take two paper plates and turn it to a whoopee cushion using the Raspberry Pi and some talk speakers. About that. That'd be and fun. you could, you know, you make the because th- our kids love making. So they could make the thing. They so like inventing. There's, there's thing, the making yeah. side of that. Yeah. Okay. But then, because you got like foil and wire and um, you've got tape and you've got all the stuff to make it. But then you've got to do the programming side and, you know, what do you put into the, what do you tell the computer to do with the inputs that it's getting? You see? Uh Uh-huh. And so then we could, you know, have you, say, smack your chair over there and all of a sudden it's like a big fart through speakers.
1: That would be fun. You see
0: what I mean? So um it's it's something that you know they can use their imagination they could come up with whatever they want to come up with and he's already into you know like lego stuff where the the thing the medium that he could build with is lego you know and then he could actually have them do stuff you know now granted i'm sure you'd be a you know wigged out if you know, Aaron's Legos come walk by you. One oh my day, gosh!
1: But, oh, like I might lose my mind.
0: But that's 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 what is happening in schools to allow them the ability because, like the mindstorms things yeah. that I kept saying, that we want. I wanted. That's what you're doing. You're building with Legos, but you actually have to program the computer to know what. The program is to do you actually have to put in the commands you have to tell it what to do you have to use if-then statements you have to you have to do computer programming yeah yeah you have to because that's where our world is like I told Aaron I was like why not why not be able to go and make an app for your phone or your iPad right that can then control your little robot and then you can make it walk over to your mother and laugh at her or whatever you know I mean and all it's stuff like that it's it's all kinds of now you're using your imagination to make something and to program it. Right. Where Whereas before, just to get a board and and a computer and all that kind of stuff, and having the processing power was way cost prohibitive. I well, mean, you these things
1: are expensive, but
0: they're really small. That's why, and they can be used for all kinds of stuff. You know. So, I mean... They're
1: expensive. They're like
0: $1,000. And that's why I said, you know, going the Mindstorm route, it might be better. Because you're doing the exact same stuff. And he can use a lot of the stuff he already has. Mm. You can make the robots, make the things. You can make whatever. And you can use whatever you get, which you already have. Because he's already got Lego. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But that's... That's just like the next that's what they're doing in STEM. Now you could sit down and just do, do programming, but uh, that's like telling somebody to go write essays.
1: Right. Yeah, Boring. you're getting the
0: you're getting the ability to write essays and you're learning how to do it well, but it's not like it's exciting no. to write essays. No, no, no. You know. The usually for me, writing the essay was terrible. Doing the research was interesting.
1: Right, that's the part I like. You and know, I so, still like to do the right. research. That's part. what I'm saying.
0: So You know, you still have to learn how to do both things. Right. So anyway, I would say uh, parents just have to, they have to create their own curriculum for their kids and they've got to use it. And then they've got to assess their kids like, is this working? And then you have to have constant communication with your child to make sure that, that this thing is actually it's actually doing what you wanted it to do. If it's not, right. throw it out.
1: Well, I did a Spanish Don't throw out the baby,
0: but throw out right. the bathwater, damn it.
1: That I did a done. Spanish test with the children this week, and they didn't realize that they were the ones getting tested, but I had them take my flashcards. I have big picture flashcards I use in the Chinese classrooms, and I had them take my note cards with the English and Spanish on it. They had to go and match them up. And then two would show me the flashcard, and I would have to give them the Spanish word for it. In the meantime, the two of them thought they'd be funny and give me trivia questions. So they would ask me a question. Two would read me a question in English or a sentence in English, and I would have to translate it into Spanish. At this point, they had no idea that I was testing to see if they could say the words, if they knew what the word was without looking at the card. And there were several, There were at least 20 of them that they could do without my note card with the Spanish on it. So I could tell at that point that they had been learning their Spanish. All the while, I'm giving them the power to then test me as well. But that's how our children work.
0: Yes, but here's the side of that other side of that. You had time.
1: I do have time. You had. I have time nothing to but time. That.
0: So, think about the now. What could the a parent do who had their child say learning Spanish on a device or with flashcards away from them? The parent comes home from work, has to make dinner, and go through all the the evening things. Now, what is that parent supposed to do?
1: Oh, that's that, what is that what parent what I supposed would do, to do?
0: One parent, single parent, went to work all day. Now. Child has to have a bedtime of eight, nine o'clock. What does that parent do?
1: The child would be in the kitchen with me and I would ask them, you know, hand me this thing. And if I know the word in Spanish, then I would say the thing in Spanish and they'd have to give it to me. Or if they know the word in Spanish and I don't, I would say, how do I say this in Spanish? Because then we're both learning and we're both, we're co constructing at that point. But there I'm on
0: with that hippy dippy stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! The co-construction, <laughs> collaboration, mindfulness, intent.
0: No, <laughs> you no. start saying that stuff, and people's heads start exploding left and right. I'm saying a Chinese, a whole Chinese building just went up in flames.
1: It <laughs> says they have no fire escapes, I just killed a and bunch of Chinese people. They don't know what people.
0: cooperation is.
1: They don't know what collaboration is either.
0: So or you see what I mean? Yes. It's going to... you As a parent, you're going to have to look at your own situation and you're going to have to do something that is only th- what you can do. You cannot yes. go out there and look around and go, oh, that's what they're doing, so I must. Yes. I should do that too because it just may not fit your lifestyle. It yes, may not fit I agree. what you're doing.
1: I actually just said that to a, a mom this week who just joined one of the groups and said I didn't even know people did this.
0: What is this group you're talking about? I
1: there's a couple of groups that I belong to. There's a World Schoolers group, there's a World Schoolers People Where? of Color. Where? Where
0: are these crazy And groups? the
1: Facebooks.
0: Oh God, not the Facebooks.
1: Um there's a World Schoolers people of color and it's for of course people of color and their families. So people of color adjacent. Um then there's you know wandering moms, there's you know moms in Mexico City, there's there's all these mom groups I'm a part of. And one of the moms Scary. said this week, I didn't I didn't I'd never heard of world schooling or unschooling. I didn't know this was a possibility.
0: I'm sure that most of the people listening to us right now never heard of world schooling or unschooling.
1: Right. And there was a mom on one of the pages, I don't remember which one, who who was asking about unschooling and how long have your children been, are, do your children unschool or are being unschooled and how long did you have, what did she call it, deprogramming. How long was your deprogramming time and, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's your, somebody
0: coming from a traditional school and then wanting to change how they're educating their child.
1: Yes. Now, the thing that I found the most interesting about her conversation, the conversation that happened beneath her post, was that every time someone would say, this is how I unschooled my child and this is what we're doing in our unschooling, she would then clap back, that's not unschooling. So if, if for example, one woman said that her 16-year-old had been unschooled for a year but her her child is very um, topic driven so if she she watched a a thing on the History Channel about Vikings and then she wanted to learn more about Vikings so she asked if she could take a class about Vikings
0: always watch Vikings
1: so the class the the child went to the class about (laughs) Vikings and the child is learning a foreign (laughs) language and so they moved to that that country for six months to then The child to be immersed in the culture and the language and so they could learn and she wanted to take a class so that she could have more opportunities with to speak with kids her age and so because the child is choosing to take classes and not just learn at home or in the environment that this particular woman thought that the child was not unschooled but just because she's not unschooled in her definition doesn't mean that she's not being unschooled in another definition. Yeah, but
0: does that, any of that actually matter? That sounds like semantics to me. Who freaking cares It does, if I you are not having your child in anybody's traditional way environment, of education?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were asked this week, um, what will we do when our children want to go to college? How will they get a diploma or you know, how can they go to college? Well, I thought for the longest time, the only way for them to be able to go to college being world schooled would be to get a a GED from the U.S. I've recently discovered that's simply not true. Um, There is a huge push for universities to um, recruit homeschooled children because they tend to be, they have, tend to have better time management. They tend to be more um, critical thinkers. They have problem-solving skills that traditionally educated children don't have. So there's this push to, to recruit homeschool students. And so what they, this parent was telling me is that her son was admitted into a local university without a diploma, Without an SAT or an ACT score, all she had to do was write out what he had learned over the time, which books he's read, which things they covered, which languages he's studied and submit that. Then the university had some further questions. She'd answer the questions, send it back, and then that was it. Her son was admitted and even got a merit scholarship because he had traveled so much. So here I'm still holding on to this bit where I'm going to need the traditional system to validate all that we've done so that our children could go on to higher education if that's what they choose and and now that's just not the case. Because homeschooling, unschooling and world schooling are becoming so much more popular. But
0: just think about think about all the people out there, not everybody uh, I don't I I don't think that everyone that went to school when we were at university in the 90s had to have a high school or GED to get into school. They just never talked about it. Right. Like, and I don't know if schools really care. Like, they give you a a year, right? Right. You, I mean, you, yeah. you're going to go on academic probation if you if you fuck up as a freshman anyway. So you're, <laughs> you're, you, right. everybody kind of gets right. a year to prove that they should be there. No matter how they were brought into the school, right? Everybody kind of gets. <laughs> well, one of the things <laughs> that, that the mom year. said
1: was that she knew the areas in which her son struggled, and so when she. Filled out the information because there's a, a whole document that the homeschooled parents have to fill out for this, the child. When they ask what are their, you know, weak spots, she was honest and said, my son struggles with math. And I think it would be a good idea if he takes, you know, a remedial math class to get him up to where he should be. And so the university agreed. And that was that.
0: Yeah, but, OK, now here's the other side of this. Working outside of the US The United States universities Will accept Chinese students Who don't speak English Yeah,
1: And haven't done anything for
0: They don't speak English years. And they will bring them yeah. Over and put them In university classes For a year or more To get them ready to matriculate Into four year university yep. Classes So why can't American students do that. Well, who've actually been educated? I don't know. In English, right? You know what I mean. Like language yeah. is not their barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I'm sorry, but the more, the longer I work in education, education is a racket.
1: It is. Yeah, it is
0: an absolute racket. And uh, if 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 the people are going to be honest about what is actually happening in education, it's just butts in seats equal so many dollars yeah and that's what everybody is going for it's really not educating a population so that they they can have better lives because right. as we all found out years ago higher education did not equal better life it did it, not no. equal more money it does equ- equal more bills it might equal more of a po- a higher possibility for earning more money. But once the jobs go away, it doesn't matter what. We're all fighting for the same McDonald's job.
1: Right. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I, I'm i sorry, but education's a racket. It and is. now it's getting to the point where you get people like, um, oh, what's her name? From Hunger Games, who said she quit school J- Jennifer in- Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, quit school in like 10th grade or 9th or 10th grade, and then she's never gone back. Yeah. Yikes. What do you mean, yikes? What do you need it for? I don't know. I'm just. See, that's the thing. I we guess have I'm this so idea curious. that we. I just want to you know must, more. You can still know more. The Libraries ain't closed. I don't know. You got the interweb. What's the problem? I don't know. Yeah. See, we have this really bad idea that if you don't go to school, there's something wrong with your self worth. And not understanding that most of the people that we look up to didn't go to school. Right. You know, they didn't, you don't, You. that's not really where it is. What we must teach students is the critical thinking skills, yep. how to take new information and either use it or throw it away or know what's important about it, how to uh, communicate and collaborate and deal with other people. Yes. You know, and so that works in the work environment and in education right. and in life, of course. But I mean, there are certain basic things that we, and that's what we see missing in China. Right. So yeah, uh, keep in mind that we, why are we doing all of this stuff? It's not. It's like it's like sending a, a a a young woman to university to find a husband. It's the same idea. We're just telling everybody today, don't go to, go to university so that you can get a good job. But it doesn't equal a good job. No. No. Nope. So why did we go? Why did we send? Why didn't I go into Job Corps instead of spending a lot of money at Tuskegee? That It would have been smarter yeah. to go into Job Corps and be paid to learn how to do a trade while learning it and then come out and actually be able to use the trade. Yeah. But we were taught that that was the bad road for the lowest uh, achieving student yep. and that we should be going into college prep classes, which was a lie because when we went in those college prep classes at these private schools or public universities, we ended up finding out that all we came out with was a freaking bill.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So what what should we prepare our children for? Life.
1: Right. Prepare them for
0: life. Yep. Teach them how to go to the store in some foreign country and get food for themselves. Yes. You know, teach them how to... How to walk around the world and be and see opportunities and be able to recognize that they can do something in order to put food in their mouth.
1: Right. So that they don't and starve they to death. And they get from A to B. You know, yep. Get them on public transportation. Teach them how to use the bus. Teach them how to use the the subway. Those are not skills that I had until we left the country.
0: All right. Are we done with the Q of the W? Sure. If I get angry and start throwing um, Carlo Rossi bottles around.
1: You won't do that. It's still I will, full. I will if it's empty. It's still full. <laughs> We're safe.
0: I will if it's empty. All right. I got a shout out because this morning I had to fix my my baby. Yeah. I had to fix the baby. I was very scared. And I worked in IT for a while. Eight years. <laughs> I, I've taken I've taken many computers apart and put them back together. And giving it to somebody to use for a long time i've i've had all this experience but and training i have never had to replace like disassemble 60 percent of the computer just to change the battery yeah i've never had to do that it was always battery was just a easily replaceable pull the tab take it off the thing throw that over there you know and and that's it the battery was a very simple simple process uh oh, she's looking at her battery. Now she's getting scared over there. So um, um uh,
1: it's Dell,
0: flat. You gotta understand, Dell. I can fix Dell's.
1: Yeah, you're certified. I was certified
0: right? to fix yes. Dells. <laughs> Dell's not a big deal. But this MSI I had I you know, i I, I, you I got you, beast mode. You over honestly there. don't even know I, I I mean, outside of yes, I can undo screws and take it apart and open it up. And yes, I'm familiar with computers enough to be able to do that part, but I didn't realize that I was going to have to take out an SSD, the hard drive, both fans and then open up a whole nother part because the battery was literally a, it's it's right under the, the keyboard. keyboard.
1: Yeah, it's encased in you know, separate it, case. It's like a
0: whole nother compartment. So to the people out there, I fix it. I love I it minus, minus one screw.
1: Oh, yeah, they that didn't gave have that for me. 10 minutes, 10 minutes
0: of, of fighting, they hooked me up. iFixit.com. I appreciate
1: is Isn't iFixit.com who is that?
0: Kevin Ship?
1: Isn't that who one. we learned how to get our iPads out of our otter boxes from iFixit.com? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's where I found it.
0: I, I don't. I've never taken my iPad out of my OtterBox. <laughs> no. I have a feeling. I'm feeling my iPad will never come out of my OtterBox because it's gonna die a sad death in this OtterBox. Because <laughs> no, too. no other, no other iPad can go in this thing. So right. basically,
1: but I think why we couldn't out? get the OtterBoxes open to put the right. iPads in, right. and so I right. went to iFixit.com and found out how to remove the ipad and that's how we got them in
0: yeah i know we had to learn how to open it just so we could put the ipad in it once the ipad went in it can't come back out because i don't know if you i don't i honestly i think you might break this now just trying to get it out
1: i don't know mine's just gonna stay there forever and always so it's, fine.
0: It's, it's not going anywhere it's, it has no reason nope even if sad. i turn this into a light box or i turn it into a light for photography which is what i plan to do you know it's a nice powered light right yeah I'm, I'm that it's not gonna be worth anything i'm not gonna i'm never taking it's my otterbox i can it, it's strong it's heavy it can fall down but i damn. De- I definitely won't be uh taking it out of there anybody well, wants to buy my ipad you're gonna get an otterbox <laughs> 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 you're definitely gonna get, it's gonna come with it so it, you just factor in the price you all right
1: one, you want black or teal know, and gray this, this
0: is what you get you get what you get baby what color is your iPad? I have no idea. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> I don't know what color my iPad is.
1: White? Silver with white
0: trim? I have no idea. Because you can't even see it inside the auto box. What color it is.
1: Wait, oh. I think you had black because... I had the white, you had the black because we had to separate our phones that way. Okay. So your iPad matched your phone. All right, let's
0: give the information to the people. People! If you want to uh, hit us up. You can check us out on the YouTubes the Facebook, the Pinterest and the iTunes at the traveling fars Twitter and Instagram people just traveling fars and if you are just bound to like email because you're cool like that travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space where all these things go up the and yes we do read your comments so keep commenting.
1: Didn't we have a comment from from someone? Do you want to send a shout out to her?
0: We, we, sh- we, she commented because we shouted her out. Oh, that
1: was from the napod Pomo.
0: No, 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 no. No? What are you talking about? No, my mom.
1: We had another one.
0: Shouted us out on the, on the blueberry because it was her birthday when we did the podcast.
1: I thought we had another one from your sorrow.
0: I don't remember what it said, though. I think she was just happy and laughing. I think there was lots of laughing going on there. Yeah, we get a lot
1: of that from the children's Growing Up expats episodes. They're not as
0: popular as we are. They always message me
1: saying how funny Aaron and Keegan are and how informative they are.
0: You don't want to hear about them.
1: Growing Up expat, man. Well, well, Please.
0: We'll be pubbing them. Traveling hard. Growing Up expat. All right. That's it. Mind, people.
1: Bye, people. Peace.